Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie, it is May the 26th, and today we're finishing up our points on how to feel motivated now, right? That's right. Exactly. You know, and I actually, I've been getting some interesting feedback on these points. Some of them, some of it good, some of it bad, some of it sort of like people not really understanding uh, kind of the concepts that we're trying to pass along because people have this, I think, overly wrought thought process with regards to um, thinking about mindset. Mm-hmm. In other words, they think that in order to have a powerful mindset, you have to sort of have to pass through the fires of Modor. Sure, some you kind know? of 27-step process. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's interesting to me that when you take a simple solution to what people perceive to be a complicated problem, sometimes they want to reject the simple solution. Yeah. In other words, they don't like it because they seemingly have so much invested in thinking that how to have a powerful mindset does have to be some sort of overly you know, complicated, sort of you have to study the Zen masters and go back and study religion and all this other stuff in order to truly understand how to have a powerful, positive mindset. They don't want to believe that you can choose to do it. They think they have to really beat themselves up and study sure. it and you know go to seminars and hire gurus and trainers. Well, that gives them the convenience of the delay, right? They don't. If they knew it was that simple and they were able to believe that it's that simple, which by the way it is, then now you have to take action on it. Well, that's where I went with all my. Yeah. When people would message me, I would you know respectfully, I would ask them why. And it, some people were asking questions. Most people were. Some people were mad because they felt like it. They didn't say it this way, but the way I interpreted it was they felt like almost we were attacking their almost religion sure. with regards to this whole mindset thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they think that their their way of approaching. Um, you know, how to have this powerful mindset, dream boards, and the universe will bring me this and the other thing if I do this and the other thing. That is so uh, deeply rooted into their uh, approach to life that when you take that and put it under a microscope and show them a lot of the fallacies and a lot of the sort of the trickery that's innate with a lot of that mindset guru training stuff. In other words, a lot of it's just designed to be complicated on purpose mm-hmm. so that you guys will buy products. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what a lot of this stuff yeah, is. So you can drag it out. Right. And yeah. so they can drag it out. But what you just said is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that most people want it to be overly complicated is because it's easy to do for the most part. It's mm-hmm. all sort of cerebral, you know, mental masturbation sure. type stuff. It's all about dreaming. It's all about planning, getting ready to get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, infinitum, right? Mm-hmm. It's not actually about doing or taking that's, any I call risk. It creative avoidance. Right. And that's what it is. And it truly is. The, the this this whole industry of you know you go to the bookstore remember those mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> you go to the bookstore and our book is like uh you know in Barnes and Noble I remember when you and I travel and we go to bookstores I always go to where our book is seeing if it's in stock you know sure. and um and it's always fascinating to see what books are also on the same shelf as our book, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes if it's like a small airport bookstore, you'll see our book. And then like three books away, there'll be something that's basically mindset mm-hmm. 
So when a business book, which is what our book is, right? right. But it can be confused for a self-help book or, it, or their books can be confused for business books. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, it's exactly. Because most people that are attracted to being agents, let's mm-hmm. say, and most entrepreneurial types are people that think they're entrepreneurial types. Mm-hmm. And most people that are attracted to the whole mindset thing, what they really are without knowing is opportunity seekers. That's true. Yeah. That's and true. so they don't, again, nothing wrong, innately wrong with an opportunity seeker. But the thing with an opportunity seeker is you're, uh, you're constantly seeking opportunity. You're constantly, and again, but, not I mean, bad. They're looking for what's next. Basically. They're looking for shiny objects, right? They're never going to drill down and do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it, do it at the highest level. And it always goes back to taking action. And, and just, you know, isn't it so funny, Julie? Can you imagine if you went to that same bookstore mm-hmm. and there's Harris Rules and next door to it's normally Gary Keller's book. And, mm-hmm. and then there's this like uh, masses of these mindset books, you know? Sure. Can you imagine if all those books opposed to being pseudo mystical, spiritual, blah, blah, blah books, they're mm-hmm. all like exactly, okay, this book is called Do What You Don't Want to Do When You Don't Want to Do the Highest Level. <laughs> right, well, you can't and, name it that. And the, and the next book next to it is called Work Sucks and Do, do it, it Anyway, anyway. <laughs> right? You know, but yeah. wouldn't that be funny if all these books were also, were actually telling people the truth about what it took? Sure. Because guys, at the end of the day, it really is all about the actions you take. It's not the thoughts you have. Now that's right there. I just mm-hmm. basically, that threw it. Well, a, it's the difference between leading by thought versus leading by your actions. Yeah. And, or being that, controlled by your emotions versus controlling your emotions by taking action. Thank you. You just basically but that's a lot summarized. Podcast. Right. That's a, okay. <laughs> that's book. it. That was the last part. <laughs> but but why is it, Julie? Seriously, well, why did that's the hard work? But why do, is that it? You think that's just it? The whole that's period. I think there's probably something to human nature that we want it to be more complicated than it is. You know, I I think it probably hasn't always been that way, but we're bombarded with so many different pieces of media and advice and coaching and, you know, opinions that it it would seem that it must be harder than it actually is. I think part of it is the pollution of all the data points all the time. I I think that's that's kind of giving them an excuse. Well, right. But I think it's also true that people have lost their ability, like, uh, to really, um, what's the word, discern? I filter good information from bad. Mm -hmm. And they don't have enough, they don't trust themselves. That's really what I sure. noticed too. People sort of in, uh, intuitively know when something's BS, right? Yeah. Uh, or they know that they, they something about something doesn't seem right, but because the masses and all the messaging is telling them to, I'll give you, so moving away from the mindset thing, I'll talk mm-hmm. to you, I'll tell you about something mm-hmm. else. And I was actually watching a uh, video yesterday with uh, Glenn Sanford. Mm-hmm. You know, Glenn is the founder of EXP Realty mm-hmm. and inside, what, 14 years, something like that? No, he started EXP basically in 2009, not even that long. He's made himself About 12 years. He's made himself a, a multiple a multi-billionaire. B guys, not M. B. Not just in his lifetime, which would have been remarkable. Yeah. But in 12 years. Right. And he's made a lot of agents millionaires. He's and I, actually Julie, I read this since 2019, I think I'm getting that right. EXP's out, paid out over 80 million, mm-hmm. wait for it, in revenue share. It's amazing. And revenue share. That went to agents. Yeah, that went to agents. That's incredible. Well, so I, I'm listening to him. He was on stage, and this was something that just happened in Cabo, uh, Mexico. And it was fascinating. He was talking about how he came about the idea of creating EXP. And it was all out of essentially um, failure, basically. Success that was quickly turned to failure. And it's happened so frequently in business, but no, mostly in real estate. And I'll tell you what I really appreciate he was talking about. He said he had six teams, six real estate teams. He was doing the expansion team thing. He was just sort of maxing out the whole delegation team, buying leads, you know, buyer agent model. He was just doing all of it. And he con- he was basically saying, he was making fun of, uh, respectfully, 
in his way of making uh, putting light on the fact that that is just a bunch of malarkey. That business model does not produce profit. That business model does not produce freedom. He said that even with uh, the creation of all these businesses, he said you you know he couldn't step out of the kitchen for a second because he, all these moving parts were constantly trying to consume each other. Even if it was just one team, it's the same thing. Why am I telling you guys all this? Because Julie and I have been rallying against these big, huge, organized teams, you know, where agents, you know, Tim and Julie, you guys are good. You're successful. You're selling real estate. Now you need to hire buyer agents. Now you need to work build on your, your brand. Team. You need to build your team. You need to work on your website. You need to work on your CRM. You need to become a, you know, an influencer in real estate, an Instagram superstar and all the rest of it. All these pressures start basically uh, entering into your life. And some of you don't have the confidence in your own innate uh, intuition to say, well, that seems like a bunch of crap. And sometimes when even if you, you know, I guess it all starts with that. You've got to build and trust your intuition when it comes to some of these ideas. And, and so, you know, we give you filters. Julie and I are trying to give you guys, you know, ways of thinking that will make it so that you can start uh, making clearer decisions or at least starting to well, build. To know the right questions to ask in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, like when it comes to uh, hiring a real estate coach, Julie and I gave you the three filters and actually there's four. Number one is, have you sold real estate before, Mr. Real Estate Coach? You know, if the answer is no, then why would I listen to you? You have no experience in my industry. That makes no sense. You're allowed to trust yourself in your initial pang of intuitive uh, angst when you are talking to someone who you who wants to be your coach, who you discover has never actually sold real estate. And that goes for buying any product from anybody who's never sold real estate before. Number two, if they sold real estate before, but they did not sell at least 100 houses in a year, um, well, that's somebody else you probably want to uh, you know remove from your list of people that you might uh, not probably worth listening to because you can do better is the moral of the story, especially when it comes to coaching. Number three, if they have sold real estate before, did they sell at least three? I, I'm sorry, did they sell at least a hundred homes per year for at least five years in a row? Because here's the thing, you can sell a um, hundred homes in one year. And that could just been essentially you listed a subdivision or somehow, you know, all the real estate stars lined up for you. But to do it five years in a row, you have actually got the provable business skills to uh, run a successful real estate practice. Doesn't necessarily mean you made any profit from it. Doesn't necessarily mean anything beyond what I just said, but it does mean you have the basic elements of somebody who's exceptional for sure. But the fourth rule and this is where most people, you know, you guys don't think to give your, it's like you don't value your your time and your money and your future potential enough to ask these tough questions. And the fourth one would be, okay, Mr. Real Estate Coach, you've had a real estate license. You've sold houses, uh, you know, over a hundred houses for at least five years in a row. That's fantastic. But have you had at least, and this is a really high threshold and you guys should demand this, at least 10,000, 10,000 paid coaching calls. And that's going to knock essentially everybody, but maybe four or five of us in the industry out. There's only maybe even three or four of us in the industry that actually meet all those criteria. The rest of the people are basically fakey dudes. They're not, they have, they don't, they don't merit your attention when it comes to listening to them for the sake of uh, moving your business forward. Cause you can do better. I'm not saying they don't have something to offer. I'm saying for your limited time and money, right? You should be really, really picky in who you do business with. And the same goes when you're looking at the, all these mindset things, because a lot of these mindsets are designed to move you from one level to the next so they can charge you more money. It's all designed like that. So when you buy a book at the bookstore, and Julie and I personally know a lot of these mindset guys, and we like them. They're our friends, yeah. but they're all they are are marketers, and they're all basically 
um, uh, you know, copying each other as far as what they're going to say and how they're going to go about selling it. And it's all a funnel. And I'll give you guys a good example. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't mean to get on a soapbox, but I'll do it anyway. Okay. All right. So you and I, and I won't mention names. I will mention these two names. So Dean Graziosi mm-hmm. and uh, Tony Robbins mm-hmm. are doing this big campaign on Facebook, all the rest of it. Sure. And we heard some of the numbers behind it. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, very successful campaign. Definitely. And they sold a whole bunch of these $1,000 programs. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of selling the, th- the whole point of the, of the campaign, the whole point of selling $1,000 programs was obviously to upsell them to the next thing. And there's actually three levels after that as well. And that's what happens with a lot of this mindset stuff. It's like a gateway stuff. to the upsell. Yes, that's what happens with a lot of this mindset stuff. They don't want you to find solutions. They want you to be dependent on coming to them for the next layer of discovery or whatever it is. Guys, it's just a sales. It's like a a sales washer and dryer is all it is at the end of the day. And so when I hear some of you guys were struggling with some of the mindset stuff with regards to Julie and I, in some cases, you accuse us of oversimplifying it. And it is simple and it shouldn't have to be oversimplified because it's simple. But the reason that you guys were reacting, I think, to a lot of the ways that we were saying things wasn't because you didn't know it was true, but because you have been caught in the cycle of spending money on a lot of those gimmicks for a long period of time. And for someone to actually come out and say, you could have been using your time and your money a lot more wisely on things that actually would have made a difference in your mindset and your, by the way, cash flow. Some of you are offended because you've spent so much effort going to so many seminars, so many retreats, reading so many books on all this stuff that you found it offensive. Well, that's in itself is your intuition telling you that yes, maybe there's something to be listened to with regards to Julie and I simplifying it for you for the sake of you no longer being on that hamster wheel and moving forward. And the bottom line is, as Julie said, it really does come down to the actions you take because your mindset always follows actions. If you want to improve how you think, improve what you do. The do is the important part. But if you get stuck in this constant vortex of working on your mindset, working on your vision board, your goal board, your, I mean, Julia, it's so, it's all the same stuff over and over and over again. It is. And you can get really stuck in it. People get stuck, I mean, for decades. For their lifetimes. Sure. And they still come with the same issue. I I need more consistent income. Right. (laughs) I mean, it all comes back to that and I'll prove it. How much better would your mindset be? 100% of our listeners. If I referred you business that would for sure close three, three closings next month, Three more. Mm-hmm. What'd that do to your mindset? Uh, how, how much better do you feel? Yeah. I don't care what level you're at. Right. Three, absolutely, for sure, closable deals. Or if three is, you know, like a spec to you, then make a 10. But the point is that you lead with the actions that lead to your financial freedom because your mental well, and emotional and other freedom stems from that. Let's drill down on what you just said to make it basically yeah. tighten it up. Yeah. So if we could show you guys exactly what to do to take five listings, let's say, in the next 30 days, right. five listings in the next 30 days, uh, but it, you had no time to do anything other than taking the actual actions. There's no getting ready to get started. Yep. There's no role just playing. Just do what we say to there's, do. There's no accountability partners. There's no thinking about it. You just have to take the actions. I know from having been in this industry for a long time, of 100 people, only maybe five of you would do it because the rest of you would spend too much time getting ready to get started thinking about what you had to do in order to basically make a list of the things you plan to do in the seminars and all the other things you because your mind wants to make it more complicated so i'm going to take i'm going to pick up you know we're going to all jump into our car and we're going to drive around your community and i'm going to and there's and and there's you know four of you in the car and i'm going to pull up and just make this super simple i'm going to pull in front of a for sale by owner and I'm going to say, who's going to get out and go knock on the door? And here's what you say. And here's how you say it. 
one of you might actually get out of the car and go knock on the door. Now, here's what happens. The person that got out of the car and is walking up to the front door to knock on the door, who's then going to have a conversation with a stranger, who's going to follow a script and follow a proven listing process. By that time, whether they have, you know, if they get rejected, if they have a, well, a possible lead or whether or not they set a listing appointment, whatever the experience is, by the time they get their butts back in the car, they have changed the synapses of their brain. They've changed their brain's wiring because now they're no longer the person that sat their ass in the car. They're the person that actually took the action. And once you start taking that action on a regular basis, what happens is it becomes easier because you realize your brain, your ego, whatever you want to call it, has built up so many excuses for you not to get your butt out of the car, walk up the driveway yeah. and knock on the door. And you get better every time by what? The doing pressure, it right. By doing it, not by waiting, not by arguing with you about it, but by taking action. Well, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So you're knocking on that door. Sure. The seller's going to open that door. Mm -hmm. And maybe the first time you completely, I remember, honestly, Julie, I remember that being some of the most scary, exciting uh, sure. experiences of my sort of adult life, right? Right. I say sort of, because when Julie and I sold 100 houses in our first year of real estate, that's how we did it. Yes. <laughs> we went to a lot of for sale by owners. And we would, uh, oftentimes we knew other people were calling them. So we'd, all, we'd always go knock on the door. And we had a very rudimentary script that we wrote that we've since obviously over the past billion years honed right. and tightened and been tested all Tweaked. markets and all price yeah. ranges, right? But moving that forward, I remember that was the smartest thing that you and I, aside from getting a real estate license yes. professionally, that was the the most the smartest thing we ever did. Because what happened is, and, and I look back being appreciative of having had some initial bad experiences mm -hmm. because I wanted to avoid the pain of having more bad experiences. So it forced me to get better. Yeah. But see, that's the difference is what you learned from actually doing it is not, it's almost never the same as what you think it's going to go like. Yeah. It's easier. It's easier. Yep. And the longer you wait, the more you build it up in your brain, the scarier it gets. And then some guy, somebody emails you or calls you and says they want to sell you leads and you say, okay. That's right. Because you're never willing to move past that initial reluctance to actually get better. You're still staying in that getting ready to get started phase. We could give you a billion analogies. We've got a billion analogies for it. But at the end of the day, you know what we're saying is true. You can feel it. It's a little frustrating, isn't it? I know it is. Because I've been there before, Julie's been there. We've helped a gazillion people through through it before, and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you five steps right now how to do it. Ready? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. That's it. I know it's not. Oh, Tim, you're simplifying it. No, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. You actually just go do the activity. You put your. I'll give you a doc. Can I give him a Dr. Laura example? Sure. Should I? Yeah. Okay. It's all so the same. Well, except that's, that's this, all, well, but you know which one example yeah, I'm going to use. Okay. So Dr. Laura Schlesinger, uh, if you guys don't know Dr. Laura, she is fantastic. She used to be on the radio every day. She's written just a ton of great books. Uh, Julie and I read all of her books. We have often referred back to her books in our personal life, but also when we were coaching other people. Really a great foundation. And certainly our daughter is always going to read all of them as mm -hmm. well. So Dr. Laura, I was listening to her radio show. Actually, we were on one of our long drives back in our formidable years. And I remember listening to her and somebody called in and they, and this lady was like, um, <laughs> I don't remember the bits and the pieces and the nuts and the bolts, but here's the gist of it. She and her husband weren't having, now listeners are about to be shocked. She, here's what I'm going to get. Talk, stay in your own wheelhouse. Why are you giving family counseling advice? I'm not. We're I'm not, telling we're you about, telling you a story. I'm telling you about something we heard on Dr. Laura. So Dr. Laura received this call, you know, a listener. 
And the listener said, it was a lady, said, my husband and I aren't having sex. I don't feel like having sex anymore. It just isn't, you know, no sex, basically. And I feel alone. I feel lack of closeness. I think maybe we should get a divorce. We must not love each other anymore. And the whole thing. And she just was miserable is how she sounded. And so Dr. Laura, this is what she did. She asked her to, to tell the story to her, Laura, and all of us listening about what it was like the first time she met her husband, how she felt. And, you, and she resisted it. And you could hear her resisting it. Like, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, right. You don't remember the details, right? You don't remember this and the other thing. And then eventually she told the story. It was short and it was sweet. And then Laura said, this is what you need to do. Laura said, go get some lingerie mm -hmm. and set up some candles and create an environment that is conducive to having sex. That is romantic. In other That's, words, take action. Take action, right. And own it. Don't think about it. Don't go to a bunch of accounts. And remember, Dr. Laura is a counselor, right? right. So she is telling them, uh, telling this lady how to get the fastest results, not sit down and certainly not with divorce lawyers or all these, you know, marriage counselors. I hope there is somebody listening right now, actually, that I'm, that we are truthfully right. helping with this individual piece of advice. If you're, you know, I hope actually I'm say, saying this, not realizing there's probably people listening for uh, this particular reason. That it's resonating with them. Exactly. In a deeper way. And, I, and for that, I appreciate the uh, opportunity to help you. So Dr. Laura said then, I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put yourself, take the actions to make yourself feel sexy, even if you're faking, even if you're completely and totally acting the role. And then when your husband comes home, meet him with, you know, in lingerie, with the lights, a nice dinner made, music playing, have a little pattern interrupt to the normal routine in the evening, which is, you know, probably sitting around and watching Wheel of, I don't know, Wheel of Fortune still on? I have no idea. <laughs> right. And, and so, and she, and then Laura said, I want you to call me back. I think she said a week or two weeks or whatever, and call me back and I want you to check in. And so this is what Dr. Laura said to this lady. And this lady then took her advice. And then uh, Dr. Laura said, when you don't physiologically, you, she did not feel like having sex, right? Physiologically, you're never going to feel like prospecting ever. It'll never happen. It'll, it'll never happen. Uh, I never did. Julie never did. No one ever does. If anybody tells you that, they're lying to you. Well, there's some people that don't find it so difficult. Because they've done it so often. But and, that's because they did it in the first right, place. The they did first, the first time place. they did it, they were still uncomfortable. Exactly. Nobody likes doing what you don't want to do when you don't want exactly. to do it at the highest level. That's the reason it's called work, right? Right. So Dr. Laura said, go ahead and, uh, you know, basically, if you if you start taking the actions, what's going to happen, your emotions are going to change. And I want you to think about that. Laura told this lady to take the actions of somebody who was not essentially asleep sexually. So take the actions of somebody who was going to have a romantic evening. Take the actions, even if it would have resulted in a rejection. Maybe the husband were to come home and he would have been not in the mood or whatever, right? And by the way, there's no such thing as a man when met by a woman in lingerie with a nicely cooked dinner <laughs> is not going to be in the mood. Okay. That just, men are not that complicated. But so Laura told her what to do. She said, take the actions first. And what's going to help uh, follow are, um, you know, your, um, a change in your emotions. This, you, this lady loved Laura. She was listening to her. She said, okay, I'm going to do it. Lady calls back in a week or whatever it was. And again, Julie and I were listening and she's, and basically this lady and her husband had experienced like more intercourse than they had in the forever time. And, and they're all, they're feeling like newlyweds again, they'd rediscovered themselves and it was all not, it wasn't because they worked on their mindset listeners. It was because they worked, she worked on her actions. And then obviously the emotions followed. Do you see the point? So if you're like, think about that. If you're not in the mood, aren't there certain, and then we're gonna, gonna hopefully circle back to real estate mm -hmm. stuff here. Yeah. But if you're not in the mood sexually, aren't there certain things you can do, actions you can take that will change your emotional state? Guys, get it? 
So don't lead with your emotions. Your emotions are fleeting. They change. They go, you know, ebb and flow. You know, you go from feeling one way to feeling, uh, just look how, how do you feel in just listening to this podcast so far in the last minute? Isn't that funny? I mean, it's changed. Your emotions you change. You can apply it to everything. I mean, right. part of our coaching is, is you know, a pre-listing routine. Yep. Especially if you're not used to being a powerful listing agent, you're a little bit of a fish out of water. We even have a, a pre-listing prayer in the book, right? But the point is that you're putting yourself in the mindset to win, to be in control, and to take a breath and actually, you know, monitor what you're doing. So before you go up to the door, you're not feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Somebody told me it's okay to only take 50% of it. You've already failed if that's what you're doing. Yep. You're giving yourself excuses versus on the drive there where you've decided you're going to get there early. You listen to your favorite song. You pull over a little bit before you get there. You review the facts of what you're going. You look at your CMA and you say, this is my next listing. Well, you also have in the Harris Rules book, we also talk about the, uh, you got it from the Marine. Uh, that's what I was talking about, the pre- pre-listing prayer. Yeah, the yes. pre-listing prayer. And we so, did a podcast on that, I think. We did. Yeah. That was great, by yeah, the way. That was, you wrote that extremely well. So the point of all this, guys, is that you cannot think that your emotions are ever going to be the North Star for you to follow. No. It just isn't. You take the action. But their emotions definitely have, a, you know, obviously are, are a part of the selling and buying. You know, sure. it's important, right? Everyone buys emotionally and then rationalizes usually mm-hmm. through their analytical side. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is for the sake of motivation, for the sake of getting things done, that's when your emotions will betray you. Because the things that benefit you most in life are the things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at the highest level. And your emotions in the way that, uh, you know, feeling good, feeling great are never going to align with doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. It's the antithesis. They're the opposite. But anybody who's truly successful, not Instagram successful, anybody who's truly successful for a long period of time knows, and you do too, listeners, you know what I'm saying is true. The people that are successful for long periods of time don't wait for themselves to feel motivated. <laughs> I, I came across something else, and you and I have said this. Ugh. Well, we are. I'm just complete. I have no That's idea where okay. this came we'll from. We'll do our points tomorrow. Well, I was thinking, but this <laughs> is something okay. else that it's really. It's all on topic, though. But this is something else that really pisses me off, to yeah. be honest with you. And yeah. it, it really does disgust mm-hmm. me. Getting back to the bookstore, the hypothetical rack sure. of books. Mm-hmm. How many people have been seduced into believing that they have to have a big why? Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Follow your passion. Uh, well, it's all part of the same crap. I know. Here, I'll tell you what my big why is. Are you listening, listeners? My big why is basically taking care of my family. My big why is basically taking care of the people who work for us as part of our business, which are basically an extended part of our family. My big why is actually making sure that I'm living up to or exceeding the expectations that I have for myself. I don't need, and none of you do either, some sort of external big why to get you to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. Yes, exactly. So... This is why we have the Harris Rules book. This is why we have the Real Estate Treasure Map to kind of uh, land that plane, to reel you in and put all of these thoughts together so that you know what action to take. Because I know there's listeners out there going, well, I get that. Okay, I, I understand. I am committed to no longer being controlled by my emotions. I'm going to do what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it. I'm going to try to do it at the highest level. I'm going to help get help to do that. But what are the right actions to take and what kind of results can I expect? That's where coaching comes in. That's where, you know, coming to terms with what goals you actually have and what your financial picture is and what it's going to take for you to meet or exceed those goals that you have in life. It's not about working when you feel like it. I mean, I was thinking about how many gyms would even be open if people worked out when they felt like it. 
Like, none. Why do you think that they make you join a membership and all of these things, right? There's, there's some people that I go, mean, after you've done it, though. See, yeah. It's after, after you've, you've done, done it. it yeah. Then, and it's just like, it's interesting. I've been working on that analogy, right? So, yes, there are people that get, I think we would, in a sense, maybe be addicted to working out. We like how the results, we like how it makes us feel. But still, when you're thinking about doing it, we still feel like, God, I don't feel like doing that. But you make yourself do it, right? Because you get the results, you've done it. I now, understand what this you're is, saying. This is the same as somebody who resists for a while, but then finally they decide, okay, I'm going to actually talk to a for sale by owner, okay? And maybe not the first one lists with you, but because you did it, you've unlocked your ability and you now believe in yourself a little bit more. You're going to tweak it a little bit more. And maybe the third or fourth one actually lists with you. And you go, you know what? That was actually easier than I thought, but like thought about it for the past 10 years where I wasn't doing it. And then you go to the next one and then you form that same addiction that you kind of get to working out because the results you're getting. So let me, yes, absolutely. And that's true. And we have coaching and, clients. And, that's what I was thinking. Is and it becomes, hip, well, thing. it's because yeah. it, it becomes easier because, not because yeah. it's actually easier, but because your brain is rewired. Yes. You're thinking differently. That's right. But like, so I come across, for example, you and I are talking about FISBOs constantly on this you know, podcast and it's fine. Because they're obvious. Well, right. I mean, we teach you guys dozens of different ways to generate listing leads all for free, by, by the way. That's what our coaching program is all about. Our primary focus is helping you guys become listing agents in case you're curious. But here's another little thing that's fascinating to mm-hmm. me. So the whole function of basically contacting, delivering an organized presentation through mm-hmm. a, a script or a conversation outline, and that, that results in a, a pre-qualified listing appointment, then you sure. take the listing. It's mm-hmm. not complicated. No. It's not. It's, it's pretty predictable, It's actually. pretty damn simple, too. Yeah. Say this, do this. When they say this, you say this, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, how many people out there are believing that to staying on FISBOs, right, are thinking that they have to form, they have to mail them a letter. I, I see this crap all the time. All the time. And okay, I have to mail, no, and here's what they'll do. A mail campaign. Um, no, not, not, just not only that, but they want you to do a Facebook uh, campaign. They want you to actually take somebody and plug them into the six-part plan to go after for sale by yeah. owners. Look, listeners, if I were still selling real estate, I would love to see all of my competitors trying to put in place oh, yeah. 10-part plans to chase FISBOs because I'm just going to go knock on the damn door. You know, and I'm not going to, I'm just going to knock on the door and I'm going to say what I'm going to say and I'm going to answer their questions. I'm going to help them understand the importance of choosing, you know, Julie and I as their listing agents. And then I'm going to, you know, they're going to be pre-qualified and we're going to take the listing. We're going to sell the listing. All the while, you guys are stuffing envelopes and licking stamps on postcards uh, to basically try to seduce that seller into wanting to list with you. Why is it that you're afraid to going direct? And here's the why part of it. Mm -hmm. There's these people that are selling these complicated systems. They're all basically saying, well, you have to go about this other passive way because after all, there's so many people knocking on their door and calling them. No, there's no, not. Not at all. <laughs> never. No. There hasn't ever been. Ever. That just that's a lie I that know. people who've never done it before want to say <laughs> because they're actually afraid of having that direct contact. So guys, you get it? They're trying to avoid through a very complicated, analytical, ego-based, fear of rejection approach to life. Doing what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. They why would you overcomplicate it? If you can get from A to B, isn't your goal to get to A to B in the shortest period of time with the least expense and time and all the rest of it? And so why overcomplicate it? It's because the person who wants you to believe that it's more complicated than it actually is is trying to sell you something. That's why. That's and right. you want to buy it. Because you don't want to be in a situation where you have to be put in a position where you're doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's right. 
And going to the door is hilarious because, you know, agents live in fear. And sometimes they hear this, but not as much as they think, oh, you know, you're the 10th person that's called me today. First of all, that's unlikely. No, it's not unlikely. It's impossible. But let's say you're the fifth person. When you're at the door and they say that, it's awesome because then you can say, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of calls, but has anybody actually come to visit you to understand your situation and help you personally? Or something. Perfect objection handler. Right. We have tons of scripts for this, guys. Or you say something like, well, of course, it's a, you've got a fantastic property. We're all excited to see it on the market. And then you roll right into basically pre-qualifying and finding out their motivation. Exactly. It's which not complicated. Which you can do on the spot. Yes, which you have to do on the spot. If you want to – look, some of you guys are listening to us for the first time. And if you are, welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. <laughs> this is at least the nation's number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals. Um, we are listened to in over 60 different countries as well. And uh, all this information is relevant globally because people still have the same fears that they would normally have with regards to, uh, you know, actually learning to be the best version of themselves as a real estate salesperson. Mm-hmm. Guys, move past all of these things because we're entering into a time that's going to be leaner uh, for buyer agents. It's going to be harder for buyer agents, but listing agents, you guys are going to be able to absolutely control the industry, control your markets. There's so many agents right now that are trying to overly complicate. I think we've beat that into the ground and essentially create more obstacles to them actually moving forward and embracing what this market has to offer. The new market, this market is different than the one just from six months or 12 months ago. And what we're experiencing now, the the velocity and the ferocity of sales right now, you're going to see that amplified through it, we think for at least the next two or three years. It's not going away. There is going to be inflation. It is going to have an adverse effect on many people's economies. But the reality of it is, is as far as real estate is concerned, there are no real storm clouds anywhere on the horizon that I can see. And we look for them every day to lead us to any other conclusion other than be a damn listing agent now as fast as you can. (laughs) Right? And we can help you. And we can help you. That's what we do. So listen, guys, I want you to go ahead and take the smart action, and I'm sorry if I didn't offer this sooner, and text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. And when you do, we're going to text you back the real estate treasure map, which is our fill-in-the-blank business plan. And this real estate treasure map is the uh, most drilled down, most, I think, specific, informative, explorative business plan you're ever going to come across. Because Julie and I not only are asking you to come up with goals, but what you're asking you, and we're going to co-create with you, actually how to accomplish those goals. And it's not, there's there's no woo-woo in this. There's no pseudoscience. There's no, you know, fake spirituality in this. This is all drilled down, action-based planning. And also we're going to talk, it's business goals, it's personal goals. Oftentimes they overlap when you're a business owner, right? And you're also talking about things that are going to be, uh, you know, what your next few years of your life and your business life is going to be like. This is the thing that you've been looking for that once you take the time to complete it, it's going to make you feel a lot better. So go ahead and text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link. Just click on that link and you can download the Real Estate Treasure Map. And we also give you Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys? I think they need to get into action. So here's proof that I do, and Julie and I do read your feedback from our podcast. We do appreciate your communications. If you guys want to talk with us, give us any ideas, any inspirations, we really do appreciate it. 
Um, just text, and we don't always get things right. And we make we screw something up. Tell us, you know, if we get some numbers wrong when we're trying to present to you some housing data or whatever. If we're not explaining some economic term correctly, let us know. Uh, text me directly, and this is my real cell phone. Text, don't call because I won't answer, but text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. If you'd like to join Julie and I's EXP group, um, we would love to talk with you about that as well. You can text me directly at 512-758-0206 and just say you're ready to talk about EXP. You know, EXP, with, and there's abs, there was an article that came out on Seeking Alpha this morning that basically said that EXP is going to be the huge winner in the real estate wars, basically. With all the franchises and all these other different red fins and Zillows, EXP is without a doubt going to be the top of class. And they're expecting the stock to go, I don't even know what the multiple was, but go from where it is to, I think it was 140 a share within the next five years or something. And they're expecting EXP to have something like 500,000 agents, which would make it the largest real estate brokerage ever. So if you're seriously thinking about, well, what can you be doing to hedge against inflation, to create some uh, you know, other pathway, uh, pathways for income for yourself, especially passive income, you owe it to yourself to check out EXP. And also, if you just want to check out a website that we've created and form a, a uh, let you know about about EXP. Here's all you have to do: just text EXP, and this is a great place for you to get started if you're ready to start your journey learning about EXP. Text EXP to four seven three seven two. Text EXP to four seven three seven two. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.